Sugar you, free. <laughs> <laughs> you are so fucking old, man. Holy shit. You're near your knees creak going down the stairs too, you old bitch. Every day. <laughs> well, I was a layup. You knew that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Uh all right, boys. What do you say? We start the show, the Simple Minds Sports Show, where we talk New England sports and uh have a laugh at it. We're gonna go with opening takes. Uh I I guess I'll go first. Uh the Patriots. Although it meant little to nothing losing to Miami, um, <laughs> they uh, they have me worried, and I'm a little bit upset. Are you hoping that that, that COVID cough from Bill was going to kill him? Is that what your yeah. fingers? Ah, oh, he's fucking back. Yeah, I was. Those baby blues are still shining. <laughs> uh, not dying yet, bitch tits. <clears throat> uh, look, my opening take uh, that we're going to get to it is the Patriots laid a fucking egg. Mistakes, 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 and some uh, crucial defensive lapses. And if you're not worried going into the playoffs after just a month ago, we were talking about the number one seed, um, how the how, how the mighty have fallen, as they say, as they say, three of the last four and the Jags don't count. So, um, yeah, not a great performance, not a overwhelmingly positive, uh, uplifting performance from the Patriots on Sunday in Miami to end their season. However, with the loss, they got Brian Flores fired somehow. So good on them, I guess. Oh, that's fucking sad, Evan. That's incredible. Like. He went from a laughing stock in Miami to the number one head coaching, like opening. Like he can pretty much take his pick at this point, I think. I yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what Miami was thinking uh, getting rid of them, but uh, we'll we'll touch on that more on Wednesday's show. Ray, why don't you uh, dip in with your? Oh, actually, is it going to be c wordy? Let's just wait for you, uh, Bill, in your uh, spotty <laughs> internet. Why don't you go ahead with your opening take? You kind of had kind of my opening take but like you don't feel good about the patriots entering the playoffs you lost three out of your last floor and you put a spanking on jacksville it just the way what we've seen out of mac jones i think in the last month of the season coming out of the bye it's been a different team you're seeing a lot of things revert back to the early in the season and that two and four opening stretch in this last month right now and it's not it's not it's not good to go back up into buffalo in shitty weather again for the second time in six weeks up in buffalo again so, I mean, it's you don't feel very good about it. Not only did you lose to Miami, but you went from the fifth seed to the sixth seed. So you went from Cincinnati, who I wanted to play bef- more so than Buffalo, and now yeah. you're going into Buffalo. I didn't want to play Buffalo again. I just think there's a chip up Buffalo's ass. I think there's a lot of disrespect coming from that first game, and that's it. I just think I just think the, the three-pass game and all the shit came, coming out after, Buffalo wants it more, and they, they wanted nothing more to beat the Patriots. I wanted Cincinnati, and it, they, they threw a Way a lot, oh, losing the last three out of four Chip, weeks. Uh, has fallen all the way from the shoulder to the ass in Buffalo. So up that, their ass. That's that's when you know you got to watch out when they get a chip up their ass. All right, Ray. Uh, when you start when you start off the show with your opening take. Thank you, Richard. Uh, the ALCS two thousand four. No, nope, your mic uh, either failed. Now you're on your computer audio. So, will uh, are you back? Can you hear me now? No. Uh, we'll no. catch you on the other side. Uh, welcome to the Super Mind Sports Show. Fat Tuesday edition, January 11th. Welcome to the show, Bill. Thanks, Rich. I'm, I'm, it's a pleasure for me to be here. <laughs> Can I go now? Good show. Your goddamn internet sucks and uh, Ray's mic Can sucks. I go? My Mac doesn't suck. All right. <laughs> he's so he's so upset about the Mac. I said Mike. No. Yeah. It's, uh, can you hear me All now? Right, you're in. Okay, fine. We'll, uh, we'll redo the intro. Go ahead. We'll cut that. Go ahead. 
<clears throat> thank you. Uh, the 2004 ALCS, the Red Sox coming back against the Yankees on an 0-3 deficit. The Patriots 28-3 vict- uh, comeback against the Falcons. And the Queens' biggest comeback of all time. Coming back and tying Richard in early lines. Love it. Love to see it. Greatest things to happen in New England sports history. Now we have a tie and someone's luscious locks are getting cut. I love it. Yeah, but I had the 49ers. Welcome to the Still Mind Sports Show, January 11th, that Tuesday edition. Bye-bye. I say bye bye because if this is if this is where you want to take the show, Ray, I'm leaving. You guys can have it. Welcome to the simple mind. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. I man, purposely girl. did not want to bring the elephant up because I knew it would spoil the uh, the good moods that we all seem to be in here. But of course, the bottom of the totem pole of assholes decides to uh, to chime Thanks. in with the. Um, uh, conflicted early lines results, which we're not going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, Boston you're the Fupa, baby. today. You have the we're talk about Boston. We're also not going to talk about your fantasy football win because no one gives a shit. What we are going to talk about is White Birch Brewing, the best craft brewing in New Hampshire, Nashville, New Hampshire. Ray, address, please. 460 Am- Amherst Street. <laughs> Good side of Amherst Street. I didn't hear that. Uh, get on down to the brewery. Is of a flight? Is of a pint? Uh, if you can't do that, then get at your local beer store, wherever you get it. Tell me simple minds boys sent you white birch brewing, uh, like the opening, most of the opening takes is separate race Patriots lay an egg. Uh, I want to start with the miscues and mistakes. You, you hit it on the head, Bill looked like the first month of the season holding penalties, stupid. Uh, you know, you had a pick six to start your offensive day. You had a bad, uh, personal foul on Brandon Bolden on a fake punt from Miami. Just, that that play has been outlawed in the NFL for years now. You can't go. Ahead I'm sorry, but a, but a, a punt there should not be considered a quarterback in that that situation. He is a runner and he should be not included. You can't in hit that anybody the way Brandon Bolden yeah, but did. He didn't even he, hit him. He didn't even hit him. He, you he can't lead with shoulder. your helmet in the NFL. It was a no. I know play. it did. It oh, was dumb, a dumb play. Yes. It was a ticky tack penalty, but it was the right call. I mean, I, as much as I hated it and I wish they didn't call it, he he put his head down and he let it. Re- regardless if he hit him or not, he made contact with the shoulder and the crown of the helmet is what you're going to get called every single time. He was also short by two yards. He had no reason to hit him. He was going down before, like two yards before the sticks. Just touch him. It was a dumb play by Brandon Bolden. Now. Bolden's usually not in that position. He's an offensive player. He's not tackling a whole lot, so hard That's to put that on him. You're right. He's played plenty of special teams. And I hear you. It was a it was kickoff. a dumb mistake, and the day was full of them. Uh, yet another 15 yarder on uh, Judon later in the game. I believe that was a third down, third and long mm-hmm. that that gave them a first down. He had a false start on my another Miami punt that gave them another first down. They drove the field after that. Uh, Mac Jones's false start on fourth and one. I didn't think they're going for it, but they might have. They blew that. He had bad holding calls, bringing back some big plays. It was just everywhere, everywhere. And still, you know, you were three points and uh, a defensive one fucking defensive stop away from probably going and tying that game because the offense looked like it uh, had got going there towards the end. So uh, your thoughts on the miscues and mistakes um, from the game on Sunday, Raymond? Yeah, it's just what we saw in the first four weeks of the season. It's all coming back. And it's kind of looking like this team 
isn't really there yet. They're getting led by a rookie quarterback, and it's kind of showing right now. Uh, the pl- late play calling is what I was getting upset with yesterday when I was texting you guys with Josh McDaniels. It just seems like everything's getting delayed or he's not being able to communicate to his guys what's going on. He's getting up to the line very late, and the miscues on the offense. Why is Nikhil Harry playing any offensive snaps? That was just a terrible pass. One of the passes Mac had was into, like, triple coverage at one point. It was just a lot of forced balls, and it just looked like a sloppy – kind of like Indianapolis all over again, just a sloppy both sides of the ball and even special teams. It was just bad all around game yesterday from all sides of the uh, team. Bill, do you think it's look your week 18, 17th game of the season in the fourth game of the season, you could say, Hey, they can build towards better things. And I guess they did. However, that was against what I would call lesser competition. We just saw it a week ago against the Jaguars. You didn't see that shit. So is it just the, that you go up, up against better competition and the pressure uh, gets to them and they're just not a battle tested team, which is hard to say against about most Belichick's teams, but I don't know. The evidence, evidence starts speaking for itself. When you play the better teams in the NFL, this is the type of team you are. Yeah, it's uncharacteristic, right? That's the right word of the the of the uh, Patriots because like it's just the mental mistakes. Like this is all stuff that you could simple minds, baby. This is all stuff that you could you're supposed to be able to fix. In like you know, you look at the reason the Patriots beat teams, crush teams like Jaguars last week by fifty points is because they they don't constantly continue to make these mental mistakes, mental mistakes, and it's just rearing in its ugly head in a bad stretch. I don't know what happened on the bye, but now you came out and you, you look like you did, what, 2019, when you finished, what, four and five down the stretch? I mean, basically, you finished one and three down the stretch. I mean, you went from the one seed to the sixth seed in a matter of two weeks, three weeks, you know what I mean? It's just you hope they can they can be corrected, but you're on a short week now with the Saturday game. You know, Friday, they're playing the eight o'clock game on Saturday. So you had a short mm-hmm. week there. So, I mean, you really need to fix these. I mean, you're hurt and now Barmore got knocked out by his own guy in um, Joe John Williams. I mean, that's a big loss Matt, Matthew Judon hasn't been himself for, for weeks. I can't, maybe I don't even know when the last time he had a sack, like he has just been, it's cause he got hurt during that Buffalo game. Remember when well, I mentioned that he came up late COVID since, too. Yeah. And ever since that, he's been it's just, but I mean, these are all the, so. th- I mean, we harped on defense. The reason you're winning in football games was defense, but defense is you let up 30 points against Miami last night, yesterday. And Mac Jones has just regressed a little bit in the last month. And this is it. If your defense isn't clicking, your Patriots are doomed. They're doomed going into the playoffs, I think. Yeah. And the defense is what uh, the defense certainly cost you. Um, I think it, I mean, it cost you yesterday too. The offense, is expected to put up, I'd say, 21 to 24 points. If they can do that, you should win. And in these last three losses, they've done that, I think, right? Did they score? They scored in the 20s against both the Bills and the Colts, didn't they? I don't think they did against the Colts. <clears throat> I think uh, they did no, I don't late. think against the Colts. Uh, either way, whatever. Uh, the point is, it, the Bills game, maybe not so much. They, they all played like shit. But the Colts game, the offense clicked in, and they did enough it looked like to win. The defense cannot get stops. We've seen this from Belichick's defense in the past where – they play that bend, don't break, and they try to lock it into the into the red zone. However, when in the middle of the field, you can't get off the field. That's almost just as important, especially when you're playing from behind. It's just as important to be able to get off the field, and they just can't. They just can't against these good teams. They, I, I don't know. You, you, is it the talent? Do the coaches not trust the talent to play? Are they not fast enough? Are their linebackers not fast enough? They seem to get beat on every single third and six or shorter this for the past month and a half 
And uh, yeah, certainly you can't go into the playoffs allowing that to happen. Josh Allen made a fucking living out of it the last time you saw him a couple weeks ago, checking down, checking down, checking down. Uh, and you're certainly not talented enough to go one-on-one on the outside. So yeah, the defense is flawed. And um, I, I guess I'll leave it there, Ray. Your thoughts on the on the defense? Jalen Mills, not a number two cornerback. Oh, in the fucking NFL. guy hates Jalen Mills. Oh, he hates Jalen Mills. He what hates Miles Bryant. That was a ticky tack PI penalty. I thought they bailed. My, I thought they bailed Miami out, and you got rewarded later on in the game with another ticky tack one. I, I believe on Damian Harris's touchdown. Yeah. I mean, I don't throw that all on Mills. That was ticky tack in the same that exact place. I thought that, they were. They, I thought those both pass interferences, the one on Miami and the goal line and the one on Jalen Mills at the goal line, both led to touchdowns and they were both ticky tack and they both shouldn't have been called. Yeah. I didn't like the officiating this game. They, their hands were too, uh, the past couple too weeks far on been terrible, but uh, also at the end of the season, now we can look back and we can say, Hey, JC Jackson, you want that big payday? He doesn't deserve it. He can't match up one-on-one with the best wide receiver on the other team. He, we've known this for years now, ever since Gilmore was here. We knew that once he got that number one role, he wasn't going to be able to compete with the other guys in this league. And this week's a big test for him. Stefan Diggs, that's his daddy right now. So let's see what happens. This is a payday for him coming up. If he can't fucking shut down Stefan Diggs, see you later. Let him walk next year. I will say we didn't hear much from Parker on, uh, on Sunday. He had a nice play against him one-on-one in the end zone. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, on a whole, on the whole, JC Jackson's not a uh, coverage one on one number one. Uh, no, I'd franchise league. tag him though and bring him back for another year. See if you can yeah. bring him back for cheaper money. I mean, if your uh, if your defense is if your defense is looking like it was in that seven game win streak, JC Jackson is a number one cornerback in the type of defense you want to play in that zone defense. He's not your typical shut down number one corner in the man coverage area. But if you put him on uh, zone coverage, I mean, he's got nine interceptions for a reason, eight interceptions for a reason. I mean, the guy can play. He's not the prototypical number one corner, but in the Patriots right now, the way he's been playing up until the last couple of weeks was kind of number one. I mean, I know interceptions can be overrated. You look at Diggs and Dallas gave up over a thousand yards receiving and had 11 interceptions, but I mean, he's had some damn good games for the Patriots this year in Jackson. I mean, I, I'd at least oh, give, yeah. him, it's, give, it's him, give him to, another year. <clears throat> sorry to interrupt you. It's not to downplay J.C. Jackson as a cornerback. He's probably a top 10 cornerback in the league if we if you really look at it. He's somewhere around there. Um, but if he wants, like Ray's point, if he wants top five money, that's serious. Yeah, no, I wouldn't from, do that either. From a team, I don't think you can do that. So they have options with him. They can franchise him. They can uh, tenure well, him for a second well, round pick or a first round pick even and see if someone bites. And see, you know, uh, we went over the cornerback market. There's a lot of oh. early 30 veterans out there that um, maybe, you you know, Chris Harris, Xavier Howard, those type of guys. Howard might be out of your price range, but uh, Verrett. Well, how do you pronounce him? You used to play for the Chargers. I forget who we played for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're very. Uh, so, very, you know, very. there's some options out there. And if you franchise JC Jackson, bring one of those guys in cheap as a number two for a year to kind of prove it, then maybe you're in business. But hear me out. Stefan Gilmore back. <laughs> what, what the uh, the Patriot honks would go crazy if the, the genius of Belichick letting him go and then. See, him back. see, look at what we did. We got rid of him and got a draft pick <laughs> and got him back. Looking stupid. Uh, all right, we have to talk about Mac Jones. Um, Yuck. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Here's my here's my thought of Mac Jones. I fucked up the email. Sorry. Um, he hitting a wall is too cliche. He's just learned as much as he can learn in the NFL in one season, and this is who he is right now. And defensive defenses 
have learned to defend him like all defenses in the NFL do against all offenses. And he just doesn't have enough knowledge behind him to, to beat it consistently enough right now. And that's it. Cause you see, in stre- you see stretches of drives where he looks fantastic and he's making the right plays. And, you know, he gets, um, you know, Josh McDaniels, you give credit, credit to him, putting them in the right position if you want to. Uh, and then you see other drives where, you know, Brian Flores dials up some exotic blitz from the second level. And it's like, fucking who is this kid behind center right now? Um, But I will say this about him, Ray. I think he's a type of guy that needs to get in rhythm. And I went back and kind of looked a little bit at that, at his time in Alabama. And obviously they threw the ball a shit ton out of the shotgun. Mostly three first round draft picks and wide receiver. Of course, you're going to throw a ton. Well, the, to my point, though, that's what he, I guess maybe that's what he's used to. And we've seen these games where they've had to come behind in the second half by mid third quarter, kind of beginning of that fourth quarter. They, he kind of gets on a little bit of a roll. I don't know if that's game flow or, or what you want to blame it on. Or I just think that he's the type of guy that you need to kind of get him into a little bit of rhythm. You can't expect him to go back there, throw six times, then not throw for a quarter and then come out there and throw down the field, especially you know, as a rookie. I don't think he's set up for that, Raymond. No, I also don't, I don't think he's set up for that either. But like I said in the text exchange yesterday as well, we have the slowest wide receiver core in the NFL. I believe we're like 31 out of 32. This, these guys aren't going to break away like he had in college with all four, three, uh, 40 times. These guys are a little slower. They're, they have, take time to get open and they have to develop their routes, blah, 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 blah. So I think that's another part of his game that he has to learn to deal with is that, hey, I don't have the top guys in the country that I'm throwing to right now. I got a Nelson Aguilar who – is quick, but not the quickest guy in the world. And Kendrick Bourne, again, a quick guy, not fast, just quick. He can get open, but it takes time for these guys to get open. And that's part of Mac's problem is that he doesn't have this sure thing right away. He has to let these guys develop and get something open. Yeah, it sure looks like it takes for fucking ever for those guys to get to the second level and and make a move. Even Kendrick Bourne, who um, has had a great year and a great pickup for them. He's probably your fastest and most shifty wide receiver, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the biggest thing with Mac, you want to talk about a rhythm, and it's something, you know, you only see him really running in the, you know, your two minute drill. You look at when he's trailing games, and you want to talk about a rhythm. Give him in a hurry up offense. You saw it in the second half yesterday, trying to trail in two touchdowns. You know, you you get him up, get him up to the line quickly, and and you that's the rhythm you're talking about, Rich. And they don't do it enough in the games because, you know, they want long sustained drives with this team to kind of keep the offense off the other offense off the field. That's what the run game, Mac little throws, dink and dunk, get down the field. I mean, it's been the bread and butter of the Patriots for going on 20 years, even with Brady, honestly, especially in the later years, you know, but I mean, that's, that's the rhythm that you want to see him in run more hurry up in the middle of games, especially when you're seeing shit in the, you know, you you get picked off in the beginning that to start the game for a pick six. It's like, okay, you know, try to get him in the rhythm early instead of being down two scores. That's when instead it's like, you're still trying to run that scripted offense that you had your first few plays that just got negated because you threw a pick six. It's like, come on, man, just come out firing. Stop this run game shit. You can't, you, you're not good playing from behind. I think what the last four games, it's been 37 to eight in the first quarter or something, 37 to nine, some ridiculous number. 38 like that. to so, seven. They've been outscored in the first quarter in the last four games. That includes a seven, three lead over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean, that's, that's a problem. And this has been a, my problem with Mac all year is because I think, well, the Patriots as a whole is I thought I've been saying they're a front runner. And again, this is, you're getting down early, but you're still trying to run this offense and you're not getting Mac in a rhythm. Incorporate this hurry up, let them start getting in, into games early instead of when there's too much time, there's not enough time late in the games. Cause this is what's going to happen. We start against the Colts when they ran out of time, we start 
last night against Miami. We started against Buffalo late. I mean, the Patriots needed stops late, but still, like there's there could have been different times in the game to get Mac rolling earlier in, in those contests. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know if it was Perillo or one of those guys. Maybe it was someone that was talking about Mac Jones and the offensive sets that they're running, and he just looks better out of three wide receiver sets than uh, two tight end sets. And we saw that against Jacksonville when they opened it up. Now it was Jacksonville. I get it. And the Bruins scored. Thanks for that, Bill. 2-2, uh, Bruins Capitals. Okay. Um, we saw, I think that's what he, they closer to what he ran in Alabama. I think they're trying to shoehorn him into this offense and protect them. And they've done a great job a bit about it all year, but they've also, um, certainly sheltered him a little too much. We can pick out certain examples, the bucks game, uh, kicking that field goal. Um, you know, they tried to open up against Dallas. He looked okay. Kind of pick six. He had a couple rookie mistakes, but I agree with you. I think they got to open up a little bit more for him and let him try and get some rhythm throwing the ball around. Uh, and certainly not to get off to a slow start. That 38 to seven number in the first quarter is uh, pretty abysmal. Bill, you touched on a little bit. The injuries leaving this game are a little concerning. Uh, Christian Barmore left. The MRI was negative. I think people are expecting him to come back and play. I, I don't expect him to play. Oh, yeah, he got yeah. carted off the field. No structural damage. It sounds he like it's probably a walk on it. I mean, he's a big guy, but sh- again, short week, Saturday night. I don't, I, I would be shocked Old. if he played. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking. Well, I think snowing. I, 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 I'm, I'm oh, seeing shoot, positive. Shoot me up, baby. I'm seeing positive uh, reports out of that out of camp. Barmore, uh, maybe you know he won't be. Is himself, that your source? Is that your source? You're hearing this yeah, my source to say he's in. Uh, both I running backs kid. are also banged up. We saw them both leave the game for uh, spurts on Sunday. Harris and Stevenson. Um, Stevenson looked like he had a concussion, but came on back in. <laughs> said, yeah, fine. He's just dumb. Just yeah, yeah, play. yeah. <laughs> Fucking rum and up and ignog. Roll him back in. <laughs> Nothing weed can't help. I, yeah, he's a weed guy. I think uh, uh, Harris is probably dealing with a litany of fucking injuries. And that's well, the hamstring. He's on a pitch count anyway. Well, not official, but he's. <laughs> you saw it last week. They, I think he had what eleven carries. And they benched him in a big blowout game. I, I don't think he had a carry after like midway through the third. No. So they really, or even in the second half, I don't even think he played the second he didn't half. Play the second half. half. No. Yeah. So I mean, he's on a pitch count there, and you, you need him healthy, especially. I mean. The winds might not be as crazy, but that snow coming in cold weather in Buffalo on, on a month, Saturday night game, primetime game, you need both these backs healthy and you need them to carry the load because this is the only way you're going to be Buffalo is a repeat of six weeks ago with Maybe just a, a little more with a little more throws in yeah. there, please. But that's a, the way you're going to do it. You need to win a 21 to 14 or 21 to 17 game or 16 to 14 game. I mean, that's the way you're going to beat Buffalo. And that's the only way you're going to do it is running the fucking football and maybe Mac throwing like 10 to 15 times. Like three is not going to cut it again. Yeah. And that's a great segment to Saturday night in Buffalo. How fucking trash are those fans going to be? But before we get to the last injury, I wanted to say for Raymond, because I know he has a special place for this guy in his heart. Isaiah Wynn left the field with an ankle injury. Uh, made it all season pretty much, though. Raymond? Yeah, he played great. He protected Mac so well. Half the time, he was letting up fucking defenders or laying those motherfuckers and letting Mac get destroyed. Fuck this guy. Address this in the draft or free agency. We need a left tackle that can go along with Mac and protect him for years to come, not this bomb Isaiah. I wouldn't mind seeing him if, if Wynn can't go to bump Trent Brown out there to left tackle. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I don't now, know why they didn't uh, do that. I thought- because Bill doesn't like to do it. They've said it before. Like, Skarnacki is already, like, when he was on the team, he did not like to – 
create another problem, like moving guys around if they, they would just bring in the backups and then make oh, yeah. sure it work oh, like that. You want that. me to tell you what was a problem? Aninwa and his fucking turnstile of uh, pass, <laughs> pass blocking. That's I was surprised that I was surprised they had him on left tackle. Like, he's been terrible this year. Terrible. Well, he's I think he's a guy that is really um, uh, not benefiting from that ideology of not shaking guys around last year. He was their best offensive lineman. He mainly played uh, inside a little bit of right tackle. And this year he's been basically their swing guy, wherever they well, need Ted someone Karras to play. So, you know, when, when Trent he's Brown been was shitty. Out, my point is he's been shitty. Yeah. Cause I don't think he's had a place to really solidify his home um, this year. The offensive line as a whole, I throw out, I'm throwing out that Jacksonville game. Cause they're putrid and that, but the three games against playoff caliber teams, and I'm putting Miami in that category, their offensive line has been putrid. You know, and then let's throw James Ference in there. The one goddamn fucking play he has to play, he's at center to snap the football in the fucking red zone. It's oh, yeah, a, I forgot that one. The fumble. The fumble, fumble center, fumble. the quarterback center exchange fumble turnover. Fumble. Which you when you're, I believe that the time the score 17 to 7 or 17 to nothing, it was right in that range. And you're right. You It would have been. It was right before the half too, and it, it's just like you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, there were, the one were play Andrew one misses. Game one the one another. play Andrews Andrews misses for an equipment <laughs> thing, a problem, and this happens. Like, fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, that was. Bad. I'm angry about a meaningless game. I don't know why. <laughs> Because they look like shit. That's why. And now you're going into Buffalo for the rubber match. Uh, It is expected to be zero to below zero. I saw 10 mile an hour per winds. I didn't see any snow, though. You guys are seeing snow. Oh, Bill's going to do some uh, snow on Saturday. I haven't done that that in a long time. I have COVID. My nose is blocked. How would that work? (laughs) He had veins. Another one like a busted asshole. What? Uh, The Raiders with a crazy win. We'll talk about that. Talk about that game on Wednesday. Uh, but with their win, they bump you to the sixth seed, which sets up this uh, rubber match with the Bills. I'll just ask you, you finished your team season 10 and 7. Uh, what are your overall feelings of this team in the regular season? And uh, I guess you'd call it a bounce back from the Cam Newton era, quote, quote. Uh, and, uh, you know, heading quickly and heading into the Bills game. We'll talk, talk more about this Bills game on uh, Friday. But your overall feelings of the Patriots 2021 regular season. For all Today. the new guys, for all the new guys they got, for the rookie quarterback to let them the waves to have a 10-7 record, I golf clap. Nice job. Nice job. That's all you can say. I mean, it's a work in progress. Let's see what happens in next year. But right now, this is good base to start with with a 10-7 team with the rookie quarterback and all the new pieces that Bill added through free agency and the draft. So, yeah, good base. Let's keep it going. Bill? Yeah, good foundation, but I'm not calling this season a win. <laughs> You finished one and three and four weeks ago, you were the number one seed and everyone was talking about a buy and home field advantage and you limped to the sixth seed limped to the sixth seed. All right. So that, that for me, yeah, good foundation, but it, it's not a successful season. Win a playoff game and then we're going to talk, but I mean, you, you know, you, you hit on the draft with Mac and I, for me, the jury's still out. I, I do his arm strength and, and kind of what we've seen the last month, but I'm hopefully that'll get better as, but Barmore, I mean, you, you hit, you know, even Stevenson, I mean, you, you've been hitting on the draft the last couple of years, but it's you still got to build on that because you got a guy, Joe Jawan Williams, who's taken on a, a fucking good draft pick. Yeah, this year who shouldn't be seeing the field ever again for the Patriots. I mean, that's a miss on a second round cornerback again. So, I mean, yeah, good start, I guess, after coming off from the Cam Newton. Yeah, I'll just say era. based on what it looked like and felt like with Cam Newton, where you were dead in the water, it certainly feels like you're building towards something because 
there was no surprise wins. Maybe the Chargers was a surprise win. Other all those than surprise that, wins, really quick though, all those surprise wins like the Browns, the Chargers, none of them made the playoffs. All those morale wins that we were like, oh shit, this is going to be big coming into the season. None of those teams made the playoffs. No, it's true. Uh, the Browns win certainly seems less now, but they were rolling at the time. And the, the Patriots beat were... a playoff team. No. Buffalo. Buffalo. That's it. Good call. Uh, they certainly had more surprise losses. Titans. Than... I lied. Sorry. No, too. Yeah. So I would say that uh, this season they took care of business against teams they should have for the most part, and they were, um, you know, they were a margin below the next level of competition. And we'll probably see that on Saturday. The Bills probably walk away with this win um, because the Patriots just aren't quite there yet, uh, talent-wise and just cohesiveness-wise. And you got a rookie quarterback, so that's kind of to be expected. But I think it's a positive vibe, a positive feeling. You might be a little too far to say it's an overwhelming success, but yeah, it's a positive feeling. Certainly, if they go into Buffalo and win, then it's all gravy. From there. All right. That was Patriots talk. We'll get back to you on that on Friday. Uh, for now, let's throw it over to uh, headlines with the obvious one. Uh, thank you, Richard. Uh, the Patriots laid their annual egg in Miami on Sunday, losing 24 33 in an embarrassing fashion. According to Mac Jones, the rookie was 20 for 30 for 261 yards, one TD, and one interception. With that loss, Patriots finished a regular season with a 10 and 7 record, good enough for the sixth seed. In the playoffs, they will be facing the Buffalo Bills for the ter- third time this season, Saturday night at 8.15. In other news, Antonio Brown can't be stopped. His latest assault on Tom Brady is that Tom kept trying to kiss him while Brown is was sleeping. Is that real? Docking buddies are best buddies, Bill, as you and I both know. The Celtics stopped the bleeding for now with a convincing 99-75 win over the Knicks on Saturday. Jalen Brown notched his first career triple-double, and the parade route is in uh uh, coming down in Boston. That's what week. happens when you go off the script. That's what happens yeah, no. when you go off the script, Raymond. Read the fucking script. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Racer Drama says they won their second game in a row uh, last night versus the Pacers, and I enjoy a nice tummy rub on Sundays. Kurt scores 17-13, Celtics leading. Uh, the NBA trade deadline rumors are heating up. Per usual, the Celtics are right in the middle of them. The team has said they are openly be active but will not be entertaining any calls from Jalen for Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, AKA someone please come take Marcus smart away. Racer Thomas also says the Bruins won against the Capitals last night while faint chants could be heard throughout the arena to to They next take on the flyers Thursday night. And we have a tie game against the Capitals two, two right now. This has been the headlines with the obvious one back to you, Richard. I know I went off. I'm sorry. The Tuka thing doesn't work if they win. If they lose, yeah. you need Tuka. You need the quest no. back. No, the, the Boston needs to just Good read idiot. the script. Just read the script. I'm sorry. Sorry, baby. Okay. I appreciate your uh, artistic liberties. Uh, all right. Well, uh, just a couple minutes here. We'll finish up with some Celtics talk and some NBA trade chatter because that's always fun. And uh, it's always disappointing at the end if you're a Celtics fan, but <laughs> Uh, according to Shams uh, of The Athletic, the Boston Celtics have indicated to rival teams their focus is on building around Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Here's what here's what all of we could go into a ton of quotes about the Celtics and what they're looking at and where we're going. And we have some I have some trade rumors that we can go over. But here's what it all means to me. Brad Stevens is putting out every feeler possible going. Everyone's fucking available except for the Jays. What do you got? Let's make a deal. 
make a deal because this shit ain't working here. Uh, even to the likes of sending uh, poor Peach Baskets down to the G League and then bringing yeah. him right back up after he scored 21 points, I think. They recalled him today. Um, and they let Jabari Parker go. So it looks like things... Sucks. Yeah. It looks like things are in motion. Here's some important dates to remember. The deadline, trade deadline for the NBA is February 10th. And the day Marcus Smart can be traded, I believe, I'm pretty sure, is January 21st. Which is I thought it was. I thought it was the 15th. I did too, but you could be right with the 21st. I only looked. They it's six months. I thought the rule was six months from when you signed an extension. He signed on August 21st. So I just did the simple minds math, and that was January 21st. I'm, pr- I'm surprised you got to January 21st. Thank you. Uh, August, September. Ah, fuck. See, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, there's probably some bullshit in the NBA bylaws that maybe make it the 15th. Uh, yeah, it, probably- says it is six months, but it was as far as I knew, everyone's been saying January 15th. Maybe he, maybe officially it was signed on the 15th and announced on the 21st, something like well, that. Hey, you did the math. You get the credit. 21st you, it is. Uh, you want to do some rumor mongering? I'm going to give you some deals. Yay or nay? Tell me why. Yes, sir. Love uh, it. Here's one I like. Uh, the Kings who have been rumored to be trade partners with the Celtics for, I think, a decade. The Kings in this deal would get Al Horford and Dennis Schroeder. In return, the Celtics get Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald. Yes. I don't know. What do you do with your center depth, then? Who cares? You have Buddy Heald. Marvin Bagley technically plays center. Is is he a power forward, though? Yeah, he's a small power forward. So is Al Horford, though. Al Horford yeah. kind of stinks right now. He was great to start <laughs> the season. His age is uh toot toot. <laughs> you can toot toot all you want. You've just been shitting on them for a year. The uh the Al Horford situation Warranted. is get him the fuck out of you brought him in here for a contract to move. Move it. Move yeah. it. Uh Buddy Heald is a bad contract NBA wise, but he fits a mold for you. You'll see the, the next couple trades here. I'll do the same thing. They get you shooters. They get you guys who can hit shots. Dennis Schroeder cannot shoot. Al Horford right now cannot shoot. Neither of these guys can shoot. Schroeder fucks up the chemistry when he's on the court with the Jays. It just doesn't look You just hate Germans. That's why, Ray. (laughs) For good reason. Uh, All right. We're all a yay on that one. Uh, The report I saw, it also may include a pick from the Celtics to get that done. I'm still for it, I think. Uh, The next one, the Clippers are in town here. Uh, the Clippers would get Marcus Smart. Yep, I'm in. Okay. Dennis Say no more. and <laughs> Al Horford. And the Celtics in return get Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, Luke Kennard. Yep. I don't hate Kennard. He's a uh, sniper. I don't care for Morris anymore. And Reggie Jackson, nah, pass. But to get Is rid of Smart, I'll take it. Yeah, he's Reggie from Jackson, BC. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you need to get rid of that much to get Luke Kennard. He's, on a, think so he's on a really high contract, too, for what he does. And I think yeah, they're he, looking he's got like him. 20 mil, right? 22 mil. I think him and Marcus Smart are on the same contract. Yeah, he's got like three years left. Uh, that's something high like so what's that. What's Reggie Jackson's? Something high like that, too. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Can I throw one? I actually well, read just, but I... just in just in Smart and Horford. You're at 20 million. Yeah. So both. I think Jackson and Kennard kind of match that in Morris. Yeah. Somewhere around uh, 20, five million or something. Like I think that. he's more. I thought he was more, huh? I don't know. Well, the, mid level. If he's mid level, it's what nine. 
Um, so, Bill, you're a no on that. I'm a no on that, too. I think you can get too much to I give like up. as a guy. I don't like Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson's bounced around the league since he was in OKC. Detroit bounced him. He's like a Schroeder. He's like bringing. Yeah, he's been bouncing. Yeah, he's not. He's not the point guard that you need, certainly. But the shooting in Canard is nice. Go try and do something different to get him. Let me throw this one out of the email. I, it's probably old, but it was basically a three teamer. Celtics end up with Fox. Brown goes to I don't know Philly, nope. and then Simmons to um, okay, no uh, Sacramento. I think it's old and a bunch of fillers, but I'd be out on that one too. Yeah, I don't like the I've. I think I'm firm on this. I'm not trading Jalen Brown for anybody except for the likes of Damian Lillard. That's where I stand on that one. So De'Aaron Fox, not going to get me there. Uh, how about this one? This one's kind of interesting. Not, and I haven't heard it a lot. The Utah Jazz get Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder. The Celtics get Joe Inglis, Jared Butler, a second round pick and a first round swap um, in years to come. Yeah. Who's the Celtics? Again, sorry, I missed it. The Celtics get Joe Inglis and Jared Butler. Butler's a rookie. And they give up Richardson and Schroeder. Schroeder. Yes, please. I'll take Inglis. I like Inglis. Inglis is he, fucking awesome. As awesome. a six man, he can even start. And he's got the balls that no one on this team has. Yeah. Just a just a didn't he he called out Utah when they let Gordon go too, right? Wasn't he flipping yeah. out on management because they were they were their their bosom buddies? He's an Aussie, right? He's just an angry Aussie. Can we, if he comes here, we can call him the angry Rue. Oh, let's get Aaron Baines back. I love it. Yeah, I take Aaron Baines in a heartbeat too. Joe Inglis, I think I might like that deal the best. Maybe yeah, the know. maybe the Buddy Heel Bagley deal. No, I like Joe Inglis the best. Give me Joe Inglis. Well, for that. Uh, all right, we'll see what they do. Uh, we got a week. When, when's the deadline? February tenth. We got a month for the deadline. Month. And if so Bill's week. right, we only have four days for the Marcus Smart deadline. So he's wrong, so it's ten days. Fuck. Okay. Yeah, this has been some months. I'm wrong. I'm just gonna say because Rich has been through a lot this week. Based on Simple Minds math, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, this has been the Simple Minds Sports Show, Fat Tuesday edition, January 11th. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Is it a drinking holiday for you next Monday? No, why? I don't know. MLK Day. I didn't know if that was a drinking holiday. You'd have to take a vacation week. Ooh. Ooh, that thing sounds good. (laughs) I hate you, but that fucking thing sounds mint. Oh, yeah. Speaking of of internet, you just froze, you dumb fuck. I'm frozen? Yeah, your internet's kind of shitty. Oh, sucks. <laughs> As always, make it fun the internet. <laughs> Blame it on the new mic. Don't worry. Just ask Rich for a better plan. He'll buy for you. What do you need, baby? I got they're, you covered. They're <laughs> fucking watching Netflix downstairs. Of course, that's why. <laughs> fucking assholes. Fucking family. God. How dare they? How dare they have a family moment? Goddamn kids, children. Kids and fucking people. Just yeah. get out of my life. All I'm people. only here. I'm only here for the pussy and the ash, baby. That's it. No kids. <laughs> they mean nothing to me until they start bringing me cigarettes, or they get a job and they start giving me their paycheck. That's all I care about. <laughs> Bill, how you doing? Yeah.
I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're over yeah. the COVID? No more tiredness? No more sleepy pill? Uh, ah, still, still lingering. I'm still on, I think this is like day five. So what are you like, drinking? Uh, Coconut ginger, water? Ginger ale and water. Nice. Loser. When's the last time you had ginger ale and water without uh, Hendrix or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually enjoy ginger ale a lot, so a good amount. Oh, man. <laughs> like, such an, Such old, an man. old man statement right there. I enjoy ginger <laughs> ale. I like a good Schweppes. Always. It's the best I, ginger <laughs> ale. Is that diet Schweppes? Yes. Sugar you free. F- <laughs> <laughs> you are so fucking old, man. Holy shit. You're near, your knees creak going down the stairs, too. You old bitch. Every day. <laughs> That was a layup. You knew that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Uh, all right, boys. What do you say we start the show? The Simple Minds. <laughs>